Hello everyone and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine. I'm your host today. Uh, today uh, we're a little bit, a little wonky. Uh, yesterday, Jeremiah and I were trying to pre-record for tomorrow because we knew that both of us were going to be very busy with family and whatnot. Uh, so it ended up that we ended up go ahead and posting it because we were talking about Thanksgiving, which is today. Uh, so I didn't post yesterday. We did post, he posted, and then we're two chapters behind from what we did yesterday. So yesterday was 60.1. I'm going to do 59.4 and 59.5 today. That will catch us up. I'm going to take tomorrow off, which is Friday, and then I'll see you on Monday. So so with that said, I'm not going to delay. I'm going to just dive right in and uh, pray, and then we can start reading. So, <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Holy God, today is Thanksgiving, and uh, we come to you uh, full of gratitude and thankfulness for all that we have. Um, I am most thankful for my family, not just my husband and my two boys, but my extended family, my old family, my regular family, my brothers and sisters, their kids, uh, aunts, uncles, uh, just the whole, and then it extends out to my friends. My friends are also my family because we're military. And so anybody who's become a friend of mine has become family. So to us, so we're thankful. We're thankful for all that you've provided for us. We we're thankful for the food that you've provided for us today. Um, and there are many out there in this uh, world that don't have uh, the food to cover their Thanksgiving. I pray that everybody did get something. Um, but I know that it's not a perfect world. But um, Lord, I just, I'm just, I'm thankful for what you've provided for us. And I never take it for granted, uh, any of it. So um, just, just thank you. But most of all, we're thank you, thanking you for the gift and sacrifice of your son Jesus. We are thankful for his sacrifice on the cross and the perfect blood that he shed for our sins, Lord. We're thankful for the salvation that we receive from it and the promise of heaven, Lord. That's, uh, it's all good. It's all gain for us. So Lord, just uh, continue to bless us throughout the rest of this year. Watch over us during this holiday season uh, as it's coming up for Christmas and everybody gets busy and just guide our steps, Lord number our steps, put us in focus of what you want us to be doing. We want to be in your will and we want to do exactly what it is that you want us to do. So, uh, Lord, uh, I'm thankful for the listeners out there, every single one of them. Uh, I'm just grateful that they are still in it. They're still listening. They're still watching the videos, whatever they're doing. And, uh, I just, uh, pray blessings over them, uh, now and always. And Lord, I pray for the ones that you're going to send. I pray that you continue to bless this ministry, help it to grow, guide and direct uh, Jeremiah and I as we uh, try to navigate to wherever it is that you want us to go with this and uh, help us stay focused. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say. Keep us out of your way and please come to this Bible study and reveal to us what you want us to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we are episode 59.4 and 59.5. So let's dive in. <clears throat> Jacob arrives at Padam Aram. 
Then Jacob hurried on, finally arriving in the land of the east. He saw a well in the distance. Three flocks of sheep and goats lay in an open field beside it, waiting to be watered. But a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. It was the custom there to wait for all the flocks to arrive before removing the stone and watering the animals. Afterward, the stone would be placed back over the mouth of the well. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked, Where are you from, my friends? We are from Haran, they answered. Do you know a man there named Laban, the grandson of Nahor, he asked. Yes, we do, they replied. Is he doing well, Jacob asked. Yes, he's well, he answered. Look, here comes his daughters, Rachel, with the flock now. Jacob said, Look, it's still broad daylight, too early to round up the animals. Why don't you water the sheep and goats so they can get back out to pasture? We can't water the animals until all the flock have arrived, they replied. Then the shepherds moved the stone from the mouth of the well, and the water, and we water all the sheep and goats. Jacob was still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flocks, for she was a shepherd. And because Rachel was his cousin, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and because the sheep and goats belonged to his uncle Laban, Jacob went over to the well and moved the stone from its mouth and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and he wept aloud. He explained to Rachel that he was her cousin on her father's side, the son of her aunt Rebekah. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Laban. As soon as Laban heard that his nephew Jacob had arrived, he ran out to meet him. He embraced and kissed him and brought him home. When Jacob had told him his story, Laban explained, you really are my own flesh and blood. I'm sorry, that's my dog barking. Jacob marries Leah and Rachel. After Jacob had stayed with Laban for about a month, Laban said to him, you shouldn't work for me without pay just because we are relatives. Tell me how much your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I will work for you for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work with me. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel. But his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob and he slept with her. Laban had given Leah a servant, Zilpah, to be her maid. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was Leah. What have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? It's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, Laban replied. But wait until the bridal week is over. Then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. Laban gave Rachel a servant, Bilhah, to be her maid. So Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her much more than Leah. He then stayed and worked for Laban the additional seven years. <clears throat> Jacob's many children. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, 
he enabled her to have children, but Rachel could not conceive. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. She soon became pregnant again and gave birth to another son. She named him Simeon, for she said, The Lord heard that I was unloved and has given me another son. Then she became pregnant a third time and gave birth to another son. He was named Levi, for she said, Surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since I have given him three sons. Once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son. She named him Judah, for she said, Now I will praise the Lord, and then she stopped having children. <clears throat> when Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. Oh, I'm sorry, this is episode 59.5, chapter 30. She pleaded with Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Then Jacob became furious with, when, with Rachel. Am I God, he asked. He's the one who has kept you from having children. Then Rachel told him, Take my maid, Billa, and sleep with her. She will bear children for me, and through her I can have a family too. So Rachel gave her servant, Billa, to Jacob as a wife, and she, he slept with her. Billa became pregnant and presented him with a son. Rachel named him Dan, for she said, God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Billah became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. Rachel named him Naphtali, for she said, I have struggled hard with my sister and I am winning. Meanwhile, Leah realized she wasn't getting pregnant anymore. So she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Soon Zilpah presented him with a son. Leah named him Gad, for she said, how fortunate I am. Then Zilpah gave Jacob a second son, and Leah named him Asher, for she said, what joy is mine, now the other women will celebrate with me. One day during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Rachel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my son's mandrakes too? Rachel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night he slept with Leah, and God answered Leah's prayers. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Issachar. For she said, God has rewarded me for not giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulun. For she said, God has given me a good reward now. Has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect. For I have given him six sons. Later, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said, and she named him Joseph. For she said, may the Lord add yet another son to my family. Jacob's wealth increases. Soon after Rachel had 
given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Please release me so I can go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. Please listen to me, Laban replied. I have become wealthy for the Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Jacob replied, You know how hard I've worked for you and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. You have little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I've done. But now, what about me? When can I start providing for my own family? What wages do you want? Laban asked again. Jacob replied, Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing, and I'll continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted, along with all the black sheep. Give these to, to me as my wages. In the future, when you check on the animals you have given me as my wages, you'll see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots, or any sheep that are not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. <clears throat> All right, Laban replied, it will be as you say. But that very day Laban went out and removed the male goats that were streaked and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted or had white patches, and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons, who took them, who took them a three days journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. Then he placed these peeled branches in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, for that was where they mated. And when they mated in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from Laban's flock, and at mating time he turned the flock to face Laban's animals that were streaked or black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. Whenever the stronger females were ready to mate, Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering troughs in front of them. Then they would mate in front of the branches. But he didn't do this with the weaker ones. So the weaker lambs be belonged to Laban, and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. All right. I didn't highlight anything because I was so intrigued with this pre-story that we were reading. So it just kind of gives us a background of what we read yesterday, if you were listening yesterday, and why Jacob had to flee from Laban because... Uh, you know, he shows up in, what is it, Padam Aram, is that right? Yeah. And he finds Rachel, he falls in love with Rachel, he works for seven years in order to get to marry her, uh, and then of course Laban tricks him, makes him marry Leah instead. He has to work another week, or week, waited a week, uh, and then he got Rachel as his wife. Um, so, you know, really Laban is the one that started this whole thing between him and Jacob that 
you know, this trickery. So, um, and then, uh, you know, so he's kind of dishonest, you know, and then we read later on with the sheep and the goats. Uh, so then we move on to Jacob's many children and Leah has, I think she ended up with six children. Um, I think that's how many, yes, for I have given him six sons. So he got six sons from Leah. And I think he got two from Rachel's uh, servant. So that's eight. Joseph is nine, 10, 11, 12. So there's three more because those are the tribes of Judah, right? Isn't that what we're coming up on? We're going to be getting to the tribes of Judah. I think that's where we're going with this. I'm not going to say, not a spoiler alert, but I think that's where we're going. So uh, then we go into 30, where uh, chapter 30, where Rachel is jealous of uh, Leah because she's having babies and Rachel's not. So then she, you know, the two, between the four women, there's, you know, Rachel and Leah and then their two servants. I mean, Jacob's pretty busy here having <laughs> to get these women pregnant. <laughs> so um, after finally, uh, Rachel has Joseph um, and then she's hoping she gets more, but we're not, there yet so then Jacob's wealth increases so I'm kind of giving like the Reader's Digest version here so because we're already at like 18 minutes so uh, in order for him to increase his um, his wealth he strikes a deal with Laban but then Laban goes and deceives him again because he takes all of the sheep that you know were supposed to go to um, to Jacob and takes him, gives them to his sons and they take him three days away. So, you know, but, but Jacob's smart and he figures out what he needs to do. And so he's creating a strong, um, flock on his own and he's leaving Laban with not such a good flock. So that's where that's at. And then of course, you know, we talked about, uh, yesterday about how, uh, Laban flees. Jacob flees from Laban and Laban pursues Jacob and then they end up having, uh, they, you know, come to an agreement and they, um, they, you know, they decide that they're not going to pick on each other anymore and stay out of each other's way. So that's what they, they end up doing. A covenant. That's what they had. They had a covenant. So that's it. That's it for today. Uh, we are now up to speed. Uh, you can listen at your leisure, uh, however you want to do it. Obviously, um, we're a little bit out, like I said, a little bit out of order, but a little wonky, but it's all good, you know. And then we'll pick up on Monday um, right where we left off uh, with Jacob. So uh, at this point, uh, I'm, as always, going to give you the opportunity to say the... Um, salvation prayer, um, prayer of salvation. Uh, if you have not made a decision for Jesus and you haven't um, turned your life over to him, made him Lord of your life, we will do that now. Uh, I will say the prayer. This is not between you and me. It's about you and God and your heart 
and uh, where you're at. So uh, if you're feeling led to say this prayer, uh, I encourage you to do that. So let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus uh, dying on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into this family of, uh, of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is a whole new life. Uh, as always, we encourage you to, first of all, write it in your Bible. And this is the Bible that we use. If you're new to this uh, study, we use the Daily Walk Bible. You can get it uh, anywhere online, uh, Barnes and Nobles, um, but, and it's the New Living Translation. So it's easy to keep up with what we're saying, uh, and it's not a distraction. But write in your Bible today's uh, reading that uh, you were, um, that you got saved. Uh, we encourage you to get to a pastor or to uh, a friend who can help you navigate to the next uh, level and um, get part of a church, join a ministry, uh, start a Bible study. You can use this as your Bible study if you want to and um, go start living your life for Jesus. So that's it for today. Uh, I hope everybody has a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you are all blessed. I don't know when you were able to listen to this morning, noon, night. I'm whatever it is. I'm just glad that you were able to join me and blessed. So take care. God bless you. And I'll see you on Monday.